Hello everyone and welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. Here we'll discuss everything related to the wide world of automobiles, including culture, news, games, interviews, and events. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hey, hey everyone, welcome to the show. We have more Dodge news for you, and well, obviously we do, because Dodge didn't just unveil the Charger Hellcat Red Eye, they also unveiled... Finally, the Dodge Durango SRT Hellcat for the 2021 model year. This article, or this first one, comes courtesy of my friends over at Mopar Insiders. The wait is over. Dodge SRT has been listening to its customer base, and they're questioning of why does the three-row SUV have to take a back seat to its corporate cousin, the Jeep Grand Cherokee Trackhawk. Now, it's time to up the ante. As Dodge pushes its muscle car agenda harder for 2021, the new model year brings in the fastest three-row SUV on the planet. The 2021 Dodge Durango SRT Hellcat. I almost said Challenger. <laughs> that would have been a mistake. Powered by the awesome and, at this point, ubiquitous supercharged 6.2-liter Hemi Hellcat V8, the Durango SRT Hellcat delivers a massive 710 horsepower and 645 pound-feet of torque. Yep, it's rated with three more horsepower than the Trackhawk. The Durango SRT Hellcat will hit 0 to 60 in only 3.5 seconds, 0.9 seconds quicker than the, than the 6.4 liter Hemi-powered Durango SRT, and matches the Trackhawk's top speed of 180. Of course, all it it also shares the 8HP 95 8-speed automatic transmission with the Trackhawk and the 2018 Dodge Challenger SRT Demon. The Durango SRT Hellcat has a best-in-class towing capability of 8,700 pounds, which is a little bit interesting because that's, a, that's the same as the 392 uh, SRT Durango. So you're not getting more towing capacity in the SRT Hellcat, but you might be too busy doing other things to care. When compared to the standard SRT model, the Durango SRT Hellcat on a 2.1-mile road course completed a 1.5-second faster lap time than the 6.4-liter SRT model. This is achieved by adding more braking power and more suspension to help handle the bigger Durango around the track. Massive 6-piston Brembo calipers and front and 4-piston calipers and giant vented rotors at all four corners, 15.75 inches in front and 13.8 inches in the rear, in the help Sorry, in the rear, help bring the big boy Durango to a stop from 60 to 0 in 116 feet. Tires are the same size as the standard SRT model, measured at 295, but you do have a choice of all-season or three-season Pirelli tires. The Durango's aggressive new front-end styling isn't just to keep the Durango looking fresh, but it, but it is made to be fully functional on and off the track. Durango has a new chin splitter, an updated engine cooler duct, an air guide, and snorkel for cold air induction to help keep the big Hellcat cool. The Durango SRT Hellcat uses a unique cooling circuit for the charged air coolers that are designed to keep air going to the engine cooler colder than 140 degrees. A new rear spoiler adds improved aerodynamic balance with the new front-end design, resulting in a massive increase in rear downforce of more than 400%, or 140 pounds at 180 miles per hour. Which, truthfully, really isn't that much, but you already have a lot of weight there, so you might not need as much. It is cool, though, that they did tell you how much downforce a SUV had. That is pretty cool. The Durango SRT Hellcat comes standard with electric power steering, or EPS, with selectable steering tuning to better manage increased grip, both improving, both improving handling performance and delivering better steering feel and ease of turning efforts at parking lot speeds. 
with EPS and standard SRT drive modes, accessed via the new 10.1-inch touchscreen. Drivers can tailor their driving experience by controlling transmission shifts, steering, paddle shifters, tra traction, all-wheel drive, and suspension settings. The new SRT drive modes offer selectable settings for street, auto, sport, and track, while the custom setting allows the driver to select individual preferences. The Durango SRT Hellcat's exhaust system has been tuned to deliver the throaty, aggressive sound that lets bystanders know this three-row SU, as, sorry, three-row muscle car is something special and distinctly Dodge. The changes include the addition of a 260mm crossover X-pipe, the largest X-pipe X -pipe in the SRT lineup, to uh, the twin-pipe exhaust. Along with its ultimate performance capabilities, the new interior on the 2021 Dodge Durango SOT Hellcat continues to deliver uncompromised utility, advanced technology, and aggressive styling. The new interior feels wider than the outgoing model and features a redesigned driver-centric cockpit, instrument panel, center console, and front door uppers with new relocated seat memory switches for 2021. The new Challenger-inspired driver-oriented cockpit is refined, upscale, and high-tech throughout. Featuring an available, largest-in-class, 10.1-inch touchscreen angled 7 degrees towards the driver. That's quite nice. The new 10.1-inch touchscreen is equipped with, hey, get this, Uconnect 5, much like the new Pacifica, actually. And is part of the new driver-oriented instrument panel, a slimmer redesigned a slimmer redesigned integrated center stacker ICS switch bank mounted below the screen is equipped with chrome accented toggles and dedicated buttons for heated and cooled seats, making comfort, con comfort controls easier to access. And you better believe we will get to that interior soon. A new flat bottom performance steering wheel with standard paddle shifters from the Challenger and Charger models is standard on Hellcat models. The steering wheel on the SRT models features a blacklit SRT, sorry, backlit SRT logo with a red backlit on SRT, SRT Hellcat models. That's so cool. I love that feature. Just like the Charger and Challenger, unique to the SRT Hellcat is a red accented gauge, well, gauges and standard heated and ventilated Napa leather with suede front seats with an embroidered Hellcat logo. Or you can offer the optional Laguna leather interior in black slash demonic red and includes an embossed Hellcat logo. There will be 11 exterior colors available for the 2021 Dodge Durango SRT Hellcat. Those colors are Billet Silver, DB Black, Destroyer Gray, FA Green, Granite Crystal, In Violet, Octane Red, Reactor Blue, Redline, oh, just Redline, Vice White, and White Knuckle. Dual center exterior stripes available on SRT Hellcat are also available covering the front and rear fascias, hood, portions of the roof, spoiler, and tailgate. Stripes are offered in five colors which include a black with redline accent tracer, bright blue, flame, flame red, gunmetal low gloss, metallic finish, and sterling silver, which is a metallic finish. Durango SRT Hellcat orders will open this fall and are scheduled to start arriving in dealerships in early 2021. There is also a catch though. Like the 2018 Dodge Challenger SRT Demon, it will only be available for one model year. That's right, one year, which is probably the lamest thing about it. Hopefully, that new Durango will be coming soon. Additional info on the Durango Hellcat is that it will do the quarter mile in 11.5 seconds. And, much like a few of its other Hellcat siblings, the Hellcat Durango gets launch control for brake torque starts and launch assist to quell wheel hop at launch. Now, with all of the hard, well, facts out of the way, let's talk about the looks and let's start with the exterior first. So, what do I think of the new front bumper? I like it. 
to me, it seems kind of like a facelift of the prior Durango. But then again, this kind of is a facelift of the prior Durango. But I do quite like it. I really do think that that's... The thing is, it might not be a big change. It might not be a massive change. But it's not a change for the worse. They just changed the headlights a little bit and then changed the front bumper a little bit. You know, bada bing, bada boom. There's a facelift. It, so it's... Perhaps one could say understated, but again, it's just a small kind of evolutionary change. And while I would have liked for them to go a little bit more, a little bit crazier with the change, I'm not disappointed with it. I really do like the new front end and I like the new headlights. They're the same shape as the older units, as the, you know, 2011, 2014 units. So the first new, I think third gen Durango and then the facelift. Again, same shape, except now the DRLs. Are two horizontal bars that are on, on bottom and on top of the unit with with two middle parts that kind of stick into the middle it's kind of weird to explain but imagine an hourglass imagine a DRL that has an hourglass in the middle of two bars and now imagine that the middle isn't connected that's kind of what it looks like that's that's the look that they've gone for and I don't really know why you know with some DRLs it makes sense why they would why they went with the design they went for I don't know why they went for this design. It, it doesn't really make sense to me. I don't hate it. I actually really, really like it. It's just quite a weird, kind of neither here nor there look to me. That isn't, it, it, that its inspiration or its purpose isn't immediately evident to me. But we still have the Dodge Bandit grille. It's actually a little bit bigger. The center portion is a little bit higher than on previous models. So it's a bit more aggressive, which I quite like. And... There is a black, or if you get the Citadel, a chrome outline on the bottom of the headlight, continuing the bandit look, which I think is quite a quite a good idea. It's it's fairly subtle. It's fairly subtle. If you've ever seen a DT Ram with the like the Laramie Limited with the slender headlights and the chrome goes under, the Durango has that, but to a much smaller degree, a much smaller degree, and it doesn't even crop into the headlights at all. So it's not. It's not nearly that obvious. But you go to, and I'm looking at a Citadel version now, and it has chrome, and it looks, you know, it's fairly, it's weird to me seeing a Dodge without the crosshair, because now it's just a, a big open grill. But what I do really like about the Citadel is that it does have that chrome slash aluminum outline. It makes it seem a lot more upscale, which is what they're going for, but it, it's such a simple change, but it's such a nice change that kind of makes me hopeful for more grills to have a look like that and and, uh, and that it'll work but then obviously you go to a Durango RT which we also have photos of although I, I don't think we're going to be talking about those today I'm just going to leave it to the Hellcat but then you go back to once again to the RT and it has the black outline once again the new there's the fog light shape or at the very least the fog light and vent shape is a little bit different it's it's an upside down L now and the fog lights are at the top or bottom of the upside down L. So you have the long portion and then the flat portion. And the flat portion is where the fog lights are. So they're kind of they're kind of high up actually. But you know what? Again, I like the look. It's not it's not a massive change from the older Durango, but it's not a bad change. It's not a bad evolution. It's a facelift and a pretty solid one at that. That reminds me. I just realized I didn't talk about the back end. Mostly because there's nothing to talk about. It looks exactly the same as the prior face with non-Hellcat Durango. No, I'm not kidding you. It looks exactly the same. The taillights look exactly the same as well. So unfortunately, no changes there. But again, this design-wise for the exterior, it's a fairly mild update. 
The interior, on the other hand, though, this, this is what makes waiting and getting a 2021 Durango worth it. The interior is so much better than the prior Durango. So the prior Durango had two vertical lines in, in the center, well, in the center mid of the dash, center mid, on the dash structure. And in the middle of that was a touchscreen. If, if anyone has been in a 2011 to 2018 Durango, you'll know how that dash looks. The center, the center stack looks removed from the rest of the dash. It's not like a lot of modern FCA products, let alone a lot of modern cars at all. Although to be fair with that said, the DT Ram has a, not a similar look, but it is a bit more separated in it being in the middle rather uh, than other cars. But the 2021 Durango heralds a massive improvement in the interior. Imagine the Dodge Challenger interior, right? So, or hey, the Dodge Dart interior, the PF generation. So you had that, you had the black, the black cover, and it spans between the gauge cluster and the touchscreen. So imagine that interior, except without the red, the red outline that could get colored, which was pretty cool. And then put it on the Durango. That's what this new Durango, and, and that doesn't sound that good, but the materials and the design is so much better. Imagine the dark interior, but modernized and then scaled up to be put in an SUV. And that's kind of what you have here. Although they say it's a bit more, well, they didn't say outright Challenger inspired, but more so that it takes a few cues from the Challenger. Because as I just said, the center stack is angled seven degrees towards the driver. But yeah, so what you have in the upper portion of the dash, and let's start in the middle here where the 10.1 inch Uconnect 5 touchscreen is. You have the vent in the middle and it's flush. It's flush mounted, which is excellent. And then you have two PF generation, which is 2013 to 2016 Dodge Dart like vents. They're not exactly like that, but they're in a similar shape. Below that, you have a center bar and below that, so on near the lower center console, which, and this is a little bit unfortunate, but you have all your functions, all your redundant controls. You have the radio seek, you have the volume knob, you have your redundant AC controls, you have the heated, heated and cooled seats, and there's a few more buttons in there that I can't see at the moment. But so unfortunately, it does look like a cluster, but it looks sort of, it looks sort of like on a police car where they have, I guess it's like a radio and it's low down. It kind of looks like that. But it does seem to be fairly well laid out. I still think that there's... It's too many buttons in one area, which annoys me, but... So you have the tune on the far right, which I think is a little bit too far over. You have the volume, though, which is nice and close. The, in the middle of it, you have the air vent control, so you can blow more air or blow less air, which is nice. Closer to the volume side, the left side, on top of it, you have a mute button... You have the ventilated seat button next to it. You have the heated seat button next to that. You have a recirc button and a C button on top of where the vent is, on top of the vent dial. You have the heated seat button. On the far right, there's a screen off button near the tune, which is a bit too far. And you got a few other buttons beside. And, the, and below that, you have a probably an aluminum button button layout so you know the modern minis how they have those they're not they're really not chrome but those metallic buttons that are like airplane switches so you have buttons below that which are your your four-way your traction control off your parking whatever off i guess a lane keep assist off 
you have an eco off and a sport button. And it's not exactly like that. They don't protrude out, but they are they are metallic and they're they're kind of they resemble that kind of style of buttons, which I quite like. I, I guess I only wish that they were higher up on the dash though. Like kind of in the middle, because that would have been quite nice. But yeah, and this the Citadel, which is the photo that I'm looking at. The way that they colored the dash is the top portion of the dash. So you have your vents, your your touchscreen, your infotainment and all that is in red. And then below it is in black. And then you have where your window switches and stuff are and it's in red. It's, it's hard to explain what it exactly looks like. But again, a good way of thinking of, it, thinking of it is the current Challenger interior, but nicer. Or the 2013 to 2016 Dodge Dart interior, but far nicer. I'm telling you, this is... FCA have their interiors down. The only the only thing is it the new Durango does not get the more modern it doesn't get all of the more modern switch gear that you see in stuff like the JL Wrangler and the DT1500. So that's a that's a way that you can tell that this isn't an all new vehicle yet, so it doesn't get FCA's all new buttons and switch gear, but it's still such a massive improvement. It really is. This this would be reason alone to get a modern Durango over an older one, really. Despite what some may say about the exterior being a mild, really a mild facelift of the older Durango, this has been a good update. This has been a good update. You get Uconnect 5, a significantly better interior, and Hellcat power. This has been a great update, even if visually it's been fairly modest. Anyway, though, I hope you all enjoyed. What do you think of the new 2021 Dodge Durango? Are you as annoyed as I am that it's only going to be around for one model year? And do you hope that a new Durango will be on the horizon soon enough to hopefully bridge that gap? If you enjoyed listening and if you're listening on Podbean or Spotify, please like, share, follow the podcast, and comment if you can. If you're listening or watching on YouTube, like, comment, share, and subscribe hitting the little notification bell, and then all notifications. That way you're notified every time I upload. If you want to listen to this podcast on the road, but don't have or want the Podbean mobile app, well, hey, download Spotify before you go. Type in Cody's Car Conundrum, and then choose the episode you want to listen to. I hope you enjoyed. I'll see you all next time. You've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars, if I'm being honest. If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at Cody Carr, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more full throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.